when you have lived so much of your life in the masculine energy, that's not a bad thing. It's just as you go more into the feminine energy, which requires a lot of surrender, and that can feel pretty scary. But as you go more into it, now you get to choose. You get mm -hmm. to choose how you want to show up. Do you want to be, do you want to approach this in a creative way? Do you want to approach this in a systematic way? At least you get to choose, whereas some people don't even know the spectrums or like know the polarity or the options that they have every single day. Welcome to the Coffee with Courtney podcast. I'm your host, Courtney Marie, web designer and CEO of Courtney Marie & Co. After building a multiple six-figure design agency, I wanted to create a podcast to share everything I've learned and am still learning to help you grow your business. Each week, you'll hear from me and other experts, share tips on branding, marketing, business, and so much more. So if you're ready to learn how to run a successful business and stand out online, grab your cup of coffee and let's dive in. Welcome back to the show. I'm really excited today because I have a special friend with me. And not only that, we are actually recording live in an actual podcast studio. Um, so that's cool. I'm going to actually leave their information below in the show notes. Guys, if you're in Austin, check them out. It's worth your time and investment. They literally have this whole setup, cameras, audio, they edit the whole thing and send it to you and it's all ready to go. So I'm excited for you to check that out. Um, so I have today with me, my friend Ellen, we are really going with the flow in this conversation, which I think actually fits, fits the topic of operating from your feminine energy and what that looks like running a business in that state of flow and also productivity. When we start a business, um, we talk a lot about masculine energy, but today we're going to talk about what does that look like to operate in your feminine state, and she is the expert on that. Um, so welcome to the podcast. I'd love for you to just introduce yourself, tell them who you are, what you do, and a little bit about you. Oh, yes, and she's right. This studio is absolutely incredible. We spent the first 10 minutes just googly-eyed. <laughs> I think you'll see it in the camera quality. We love a good camera. Um, so my name is Ellen Ty or Ellie, and I'm a process and mindset architect. And when I'm not trying to be super creative with my title, I'm a life and business consultant. But the reason we're going to be talking about productivity is because I spent 10 years of my life in corporate and process operations and projects. And I did that from such a masculine energy dominant place. So logic, analytics, structure, all of those things. And over the last two years of owning my business and going more into coaching, it's been such a beautiful discovery of how can we bring that feminine essence and that feminine energy, like the parts of us that radiate and bring so much joy, how can we bring that back to business? Yeah, I love that. And I think you do that so well in what you do right now on in the online space. Um, can you just touch a little bit kind of what that looks like for people who might not understand the whole masculine, feminine. I think it's still new um, that a lot of people are talking about it, but maybe touch on that, what that looks like. Yeah, definitely. So it's this concept of, um, it's very similar to yin and yang energy. And the masculine energy is just that. It's an energy that lives within all bodies, all types of people. It's not gender specific. The masculine energy represents logic, uh, drive, action, doing structure containers whereas the feminine energy is going to encapsulate more of the emotion intuition spirituality play laughter flow uh, being dynamic and sometimes chaotic <laughs> and the idea is that the masculine energy contains the feminine energy right so if you think about it like a river bank the bank is what contains the river and the river flows in the direction that the bank has already pre-created for it um, and I have adopted those principles in my dating life, in my business life, and in the inner union I have with myself. And it's allowed me to live a lifestyle that is so abundant and free, way more free than what I was living when I was back in corporate. So I'm just here to share that with everybody. Yeah, I would, I would feel the same way. When I first started, I didn't really understand, or maybe the concept I, don't, I didn't know much about it, masculine versus feminine. Um, I was very much in my masculine state. Go, 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 hustle, systems, 
operations, like you need to have all of this in place. But something I learned was when you have everything set in place from a masculine standpoint, it's like a container that then you can operate in your feminine. And I would say you agree because I felt that so much. For me, I need systems in my business and structure and automations to then allow me to have more space and freedom to be able to play and have fun and really enjoy life. And I truly feel like for me this year, I know you've seen it, other people have seen it. I've just, it's like a completely different radiant energy where I'm just playing, I'm having fun. I'm still working, obviously, but I get to step out a little bit and just go with the flow. And there's nothing more powerful than somebody who can embody both. That's the cool thing is that when you have lived so much of your life in the masculine energy, that's not a bad thing. It's just as you go more into the feminine energy, which requires a lot of surrender, and that can feel pretty scary. But as you go more into it, now you get to choose. You get Mm -hmm. to choose how you want to show up. Do you want to be, do you want to approach this in a creative way? Do you want to approach this in a systematic way? At least you get to choose, whereas some people don't even know the spectrums or like know the polarity or the options that they have every single day. Yeah. And it goes back to self-awareness. Like if I didn't go through personal development, I wouldn't have learned that. I wouldn't have learned how, like why I think the way I think, why I do the things I do, how you operate, and then also how to create new patterns or new behaviors within that. Like when something happens, oh, all right, I'm reacting or, oh, I need to take a step back and look at this a little differently. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, What state would you say that you're operating in right now? Would you say you have a good balance of both? I am right on the cusp of going into a season of a lot more flow and fun and play. And the reason I say season is because any entrepreneurs listening to this, there are going to be seasons where it just has to be masculine energy dominant. That's the container it has to be set. And when I say that in a more practical, uh, realistic way, it could look like making sure that your business is bringing in um, customers and um, income and the things that are going to allow you to be in more flow. And yeah, I just found out that I got that huge contract that we were talking oh, about. And so, yeah, that's really going to allow me to me yeah, just settle more into the into the playful side of things. Oh, which feels, that's so awesome. It feels so good. Yeah, snaps. I love it. Congrats. Thank you. So beautiful. Um, I mean, speaking on that, like wins and celebrating, I guess we can talk about working from home. I know someone asked on Instagram, Uh, I put a poll out there asking what questions you have. And one of the questions was like, how do you handle your mental health? Or how do you work through those days where it's not so good? You know, working from home, you're isolated. And it may be more difficult to work through those hard days. How would you handle that? Mm. A couple of things is that one, being in total silence can be very uncomfortable, but that's also the cocoon in which you will grow the most. Mm-hmm. Those moments of discomfort are when you're going to grow the most. It's really about knowing yourself. Am I on a season of growth or is it really time to start making change? And so when I work from home, I know myself well enough to know what do I need in this moment. I've, I've overdone it. I've been home too long. What do I need to do? Sometimes I go to a coffee shop, switch up my environment just to be around other people. Um, one thing that has made a significant difference in this year alone is that I prioritized finding sisterhood and finding mm-hmm. tribe. And that changed the game on everything. Because anytime I had a dark moment, I always had somebody to call. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't always like that. And so I always recommend that in those moments, I know we're talking about work from home and somebody might suggest a practical tip like, oh, just go on a walk. Like I got practical tips for days. But if you want to go deeper into that moment, it's like, actually, that's just a Band-Aid solution. How do we get into the source of what's what discomfort is coming up because you're home so much? And how can we get you to a place where you're balancing out your life um, in a more sustainable way? What would you say that some of those might be the deeper 
rooted issues? So we have areas of our life. Um, you can break it out into friends, family, play, health, environment, work. These are all categories, and it's great to do kind of a wheel of life analysis and be be like, where do I stand in each of these categories? And if you look at your fun category and you rate really low, then when you go into a place of feeling alone, feeling isolated, working from home, and you're low on the fun category, that's probably what's going to come up. So one thing could be making sure on the weekends to actually go out and play. We as entrepreneurs love to work seven days a week. We love our business baby. We want to grow our business baby. We want to be with our baby all the time, period. And just like being a mom of a child, like it's not good to spend every single second giving um, because we have to fill our cup first. Mm -hmm. Another practical resource I have is taking a really long, slow morning allowing yourself to be really selfish in the mornings. Don't look at your phone when you first wake up. Go out, stretch a bit, meditate, make a cup of coffee or tea if that feels really good. Go on a walk, like really fill your own cup because that's what's going to come out in your work life and in the rest of your life is that nourishment. But what do you think? Um, I would say, I'm trying to think if it's like pure loneliness but I will say this year, one of the biggest shifts for me was finding community. You know, I didn't really have that in California. I had friends, but nothing like what it is now. It's so fulfilling. It's so beautiful. I, I met all these amazing women when I first moved here, and we've stayed in touch and grew relationships. And I didn't realize how much community played a part until I had it. And I'm super grateful for it because now, because I didn't have it, right? You get to see different sides. And so for me, it's really been community and being able to like message you like, hey, I had a win today and like someone celebrate with you or hey, I'm like going through this shitty situation. I need some help. Mm -hmm. Just having those true friendships to rely on and then also just different types of friendships, right? Different energies. Yeah. You can feel energy. I can pick up on energy and I have different friend groups for, you know, everyone gives, everyone receives in a different way. Absolutely. Yeah. What is a typical routine look like for you? I know you'd mentioned slow mornings. Yeah. I love a good slow morning. What does a day look like? That's a really good question. I first, I want to give a little background on, because now we're going to bring that masculine and feminine back in. Yeah. Uh, when you look at your calendar, if you're able to time block it, which means you know what hours of the day you operate best in, those now become the masculine energy that holds you. I like to call it, let your calendar hold you. Um, and the way that the feminine energy comes in with that is that now you have a block of time that you have dedicated to this one thing, but in that block of time you can flow. So what that looks like for me is every single morning I have about a two hour uh, morning. I wake up around 7.30 and for two hours I just do me. I, I have a, I stretch, I meditate, I pray, mm -hmm. I read a book. I make my coffee, I make some breakfast, um, and I just get mentally prepared for the day. But the cool thing is that my feminine gets to choose, right? So let's say one day I want to do breath work, or let's say one day I want to go on a run outside. It really just depends on how I'm feeling that day, mm -hmm. but within that two-hour block of time. So every single day is different as an entrepreneur, but for the most part, I have it where the first block of time from 9.30 to about one is all heads down focus time because I know that's where I'm my best. Anything in the afternoon is where I usually take client, uh, client sessions. And then in the evening, I will socialize, network, um, have a night to myself, lots of nights to myself because <laughs> yeah, me baby needs to re-energize. Um, I would say that's my typical day. I work out probably like three or four times a week and I make sure to get those in in the afternoon. And I found something that works for me. And I and I love the idea of more women finding a calendar, finding a framework that works for their unique energy source. Yeah. 
I, I've gone through both. I've gone through the calendar blocking where I've blocked out my entire day. And that was in the beginning of my business and it served its purpose. And then now I get to a point where I have certain blocks, kind of like you said, and I just love space. I love to see my calendar and like it's open. Whereas before I needed to see like I was booked every single day. Like I would have eight calls back to back and like I loved it. And now I'm like, oh my gosh, it just feels free. Yeah, I would say level one is definitely time blocking so that you learn your boundaries. But once you have your boundaries up and you get to that point where, I mean, you know how many hours you need to put to your business Mm -hmm. and how many hours you need to put to socializing time to feel really good. I would also say if you're in the beginning of your business, um, time blocking is going to be extremely effective when it comes to business development and content creation because nobody's really holding you accountable. So if you don't feel like working that day, you don't have to, as opposed to if you had a client meeting, like you have to show up for that. Yeah. So making sure to have those, that accountability set for yourself. I do know some people that really struggle with that working from home and self motivating or self starting. Do you have like any tips for when you get in that phase Like, oh, I just don't want to work today. And that's normal, right? Like having these emotions is normal. I think a lot of people get caught up in, oh, like I'm comparing myself. I have to hustle. I have to be where they're at. And just know that you're on your own journey and you're going to have – I mean, I had one of those days yesterday (laughs) (laughs) if we want to get real. Yeah. I don't really know how to approach that question because – Yes, of course, some days we're just tired. But for the most part, if I'm if I'm meeting a day where I don't want to do something Mm -hmm. for me, that usually means something needs to come up. And so I will literally go lay in bed and allow whatever emotion needs to come up. And usually that comes through in tears, which tears for me are very are very much like my superpower. I I receive wisdom through my tears as I surrender more and more. Mm -hmm. But that's why I teach some something like work-life soul balances, allowing yourself to have the space where you know what needs to get done. So if you know you need to take the day off to just allow that that to all come through, then be very intentional with that time as opposed to filling it with scrolling or Netflix or or going out and doing whatever. Mm -hmm. But that's my, that's the only time that I don't want to work is when I need to actually pivot to the inner work, which is equally as important. What would you say? I was trying to think as you were saying that <laughs> uh, my answer is more masculine. I I think it's because of how I grew up. Like it doesn't matter how you're feeling. You have to get it done. And that's yeah. kind of the mentality I have. And that's why I was okay with hustling like my first year. It, like it doesn't matter. I got to get it done. Like work is work. You get what you put in having grown up like that, which is a great, you know, I'm very thankful I grew up that way mentality. It got me to where I am today. Um, I think recently I've learned to give myself grace. Like yesterday, guys, I was crying. (laughs) I had a breakdown. (laughs) You know, you probably have one of those couple times a month, uh, in entrepreneurship and that's okay. Like giving yourself grace basically tells yourself like having this emotion is okay and sitting with it and being okay not working yep right like the masculine I always have to work and I think I've been able to through that process and awareness and working on myself I've been able to not beat myself up if I need to take a step back so like yesterday what did I do I cried I didn't really want to talk to anyone. Um, I sat in it and I went for a walk that night. I literally just needed peace and quiet to process what am I feeling? Why am I feeling this way? And what are the next steps I need to take? And that I will I will say that is all from going to therapy. Mm, therapy is amazing. I would have never learned that if I didn't learn that from my therapist. Because that goes in relationships too. What am I feeling? Why am I feeling this way? What do I need to ask from my partner? How do I need to show up? Like just asking yourself questions to be more curious. 
And then also problem solving. Yeah. Which is also masculine. <laughs> I love that though. <sighs> yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot that goes into entrepreneurship that, you know, it's okay. It's not for everyone. And that's okay. I've seen a lot of people come into the space. They do it for a couple of years and they leave because it's a lot. I had a friend, she left and went back to corporate. And I was like, that's great for you. Like, good for you for recognizing that and doing what's best for you. Yeah, it'll definitely bring you to your edge. It's got an insane amount of benefits, but it is not for the faint of heart. You got to be in the arena for this one. Yeah. <laughs> but you, then on the flip side, you get to do stuff like this where at three o'clock in the afternoon, we get to record and share um, one thing I want to talk about is human design. If you're into all the personality tests, like we are, uh, we geek out over that stuff, but you know, I'm a project projector, right? Projector. And I love to sit back and accept the invitation. And just like, this is the stuff that I love. I love to share my story. I love to share things that I've gone through to help other people. And so for like this, I could talk all day. I could sit here and just chat. So let's get into human design. I know you're reflector. Reflector, four six. Okay, talk a little bit about. Do you know all the? Like, can you give a general idea of each one? Ooh. I know you're not in a uh, human design. I mean, I know all of them, but I don't know if I do a proper description. I have little uh, tidbits of how I remember them, but I'm not okay. an expert. So, okay, maybe just touch on yours and okay. how that plays into how you use it for your business. Ooh, I love this question. <laughs> okay, so being a reflector is um, the idea with this is that when you sit with a reflector, you get the knowledge that you're looking for. But as a reflector, my superpower is my ability to go in and really see any blocks and then to also mirror back somebody's strength and their and their um, superpowers. And so how that's played out is that people come to me with their chaos and I'm like, oh, love it. Bring all the chaos because I've got an order for you and everything's going to be cleaned up. It's like cleaning a house. Um, it's super great. So as a reflector, one of the number one things that has helped me to feel more comfortable in comparing myself to others is one, I need a lot of space. I need my time to run away and hide, but I also love community. So mm -hmm. as a four six, a four is an opportunist and a six is a wise, I can't remember what the six is, but the four six. I six too. The hermit and the something six. Role model. Yeah, role yeah, model. Okay, yeah, okay, that's what it was. So the opportunities, opportunity sees an opportunity everywhere, but the idea with that is that we love working with other people. So when I was thinking about my marketing strategy, I wanted to gear my marketing strategy around what works for me as a reflector and what feels good for me. What doesn't feel good for me is generating a bunch of content every single day and posting it. That doesn't feel good for me. What does work for me is meeting people out in person. Mm. When I meet people out in person and I tell them what I do and they have a need that aligns with that, it's an excellent fit and we can start working right away. But I'm not great trying to create a massive um, social media campaign the way other people do. I also have a very special relationship with everybody who comes to work with me. Usually the people who come to work with me feel this magnetic pull. And I think that's part of the reflector. Um, profile is I have a fractal in me, they have a fractal in them, and that fractal is magnetizing. And that fractal is an embodiment of we both have lived experiences that are shared. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I don't know what that is. Sometimes we don't get it doesn't it's not until it comes out in session where I'm like, oh my gosh, this is why we were meant to work together. Yeah. Or like, oh yeah, that's why I just went through that a month ago. I've been like preparing for you and waiting for you, which is really cool. Or I'm sure friendships too. Like this is why we connected. Yes. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um where else for the reflector? Uh I I used to have a lot of insecurity around having big energy and feeling like sometimes people around me would be very put off. And I didn't, I couldn't figure out why just because I was talking normal or doing things normal, but it was a very off putting energy. And that obviously made me insecure because there are people who are going to be magnetized and there's going to be people who are totally off put and don't want anything to do with you. And I used to take that personally, but then I realized like 
that is just part of the nature of this. Mm -hmm. And also once I integrated it, I don't see it anymore. Like it's not even something that I see. I'm not bothered by it. I don't even witness it happening, but that's the beauty of shadow integration. So I'm interested to know how the projector, how has that changed the strategy for you? Yeah, I was just going to say something. And when you turn 30, you frankly don't give a crap. Oh my gosh, I, really <laughs> I was just thinking that today. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I was just thinking like, wow, life is so much better when you stop caring so much. It is. What like, a blessing. It's just so much more freeing. I wrote a post for my birthday next week. <laughs> it was just like <laughs> thoughts coming in about the ego and how I tied so much of my identity in other things other than what I thought of me mm -hmm. and what you just said of like just not caring and just being you and people are going to like you and people are not going to like you and that's okay. Not They're only not is that okay, but that's how you thrive. Yeah. Every successful person, most <laughs> successful people that I see, it's because they stopped caring. Yeah. Because the right people are going to be in your life. Friendships, business partners, relationships, family members, I mean, God will bring the right people at the right time. And once you're willing to show your true character, that allows other people to find you so much eas easier. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Uh, projector. I don't know much about it, but I do know that, like I said, it waits for the invitation. I need a lot of me time, uh, like couple social events a week and I'm like I need to go back into my hermit mode so my number is six role model two hermit and I also know from reading a little bit about it projectors they like uh they're meant to share information and are the guide mm -hmm. is kind of what I've picked up on it. And that also relates to the Enneagram one, but more so INFJ. Mm -hmm. So INFJ is another personality, Myers-Briggs. They are the guide as well. So a lot of INFJs are teachers, coaches, um, counselors. And although I'm not any of those, that's what I use the podcast for. Because I know that I have a message to share. And I know that I want to help people in a different way than designing websites. But I also don't want to do coaching, or at least not yet. Um, so this is kind of like my outlet to share my knowledge and help people with their business, or just in life in general. And people like people saying, wow, thank you so much for this. This really helped me today or this related like me sharing that on Instagram yesterday, people reached out and they're like, I'm going through this right now. And that to me, words of affirmation is my love language. And so that just means so much because it shows me this is what I meant to be doing. Yeah. And I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. And whenever we first connected on Instagram, um, it was one of your posts and your posts are so, I mean, I've seen so much content on social media, obviously being on social media for so long and just being a human being, your content is the most informative in my opinion. Aww. And it's not even like you're trying to be informative. It really comes off in this feeling of service. So the post specifically I was talking about is you did a snapshot of the Instagram bio um, and you did little descriptors of how to set it up. And I just remember being like, that was so helpful. Yeah. And so I think it's not just the podcast. Your content is incredible. And it doesn't surprise me that your content podcast did so well. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah. See, words of affirmation. <laughs> no, I love that. And like, again, self-awareness, going back to understanding you is the best thing that you can do for yourself. Like, get curious about you. Fall in love with you because that just... It's a domino effect. It affects your personal life, your friendships, your relationships, your business. So when you can, you know, build that relationship with yourself, then you can understand and start to know, okay, in order for me to show up better for other people, I know that I need more me time. I can't expend my energy and go out five times a week and still show up the same online or the same in my relationships because I'm going to react. I'm going to have a short fuse. Whatever it may be, it just, it's the best thing that you can do. Same as like investing in yourself. Mm -hmm. It's the best thing that you could do. Yeah. 
if if um like whenever I find myself angry or upset or frustrated or easily triggered, lustered, yeah, I'm like, okay, what do I need right now? I need something. What is it? Do I need a nap? Do I need a break? Do I need some ice cream? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> some Ben and Jerry. Yeah. <laughs> what do I need right That's now? It's always a good one. Yeah, I love that. Uh, personality tests are top. My top three. I think you have another one actually. Uh, Enneagram. E-N-N-E-A-G-R-A-M, Myers-Briggs, Human Design, and I know you, don't you have like a strength? Oh, um, the entrepreneur. Yeah, I haven't taken it yet. It's like the wealthy entrepreneur or something like that. Yeah. The wealth dynamics. Wealth dynamics. That one's really good. Highly recommend. And I know Strengths Finder is another one. Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, we're both INFJs and we're both ones. Wait, you're a one? Yeah. I didn't know that. So is Brene Brown, everybody. Yes. <laughs> Our idol. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> hey, her her um, segment on Netflix was really good. Mm. And Tony Robbins. Oh. See, ones, you, if you're a healthy one, that's the key, right? When it comes to Enneagram, what I've learned, and I won't go too much into it, I was an unhealthy one. And my life coach, she has told me, like, you've blossomed into a healthy one versus like I was reactive I because I didn't know how to communicate my <laughs> needs or boundaries, let alone boundaries. And now it's like I don't care. I say what I need and I set my boundary. And if you don't like that, <laughs> peace. Peace. Well, it's just like running a business – at the end of the day, business is business. Yes, I care about people. And yes, I want the best for them. But you also have to, like, this is where a lot of people struggle too, because they ask me questions. I don't know if you get these from businesses that you work with. They're like, well, how do I set a boundary? Or I think you and I have talked about this. Mm -hmm. If a client is doing this, what do I do? And setting those boundaries in contracts, that's why contracts are so important. And you just have to stick with them. They have to understand you're running a business and you kind of have to take the emotion side out of it. I completely agree. What do you think uh, the impact of people pleasing has had on your business or the beginning of your business? The beginning, I let people walk over me because I didn't know what I was doing. My contract has lengthened in the last three years, I, you know, I had, I think I had one client that spoke to me in a way that I was like, I fired her. Good for you. I'm like, I didn't sign up for this. This is not why I run my own business. And that's the beauty of having your own business. You get to decide who you work with. But in the beginning, it was rough. I had to struggle with or go through I want them to like me. I want them to work with me. But then I also am trying to run a business and be seen with respect. And I think people will only respect you if you respect yourself. And that respect, that self-respect means setting boundaries that people aren't going to agree with. Mm -hmm. But they'll respect you. Yeah. And so I think that's how I've evolved, especially having a team I've had to fire someone on my team, and that was uncomfortable. My people-pleasing was like, oh, okay, but it's okay. And then my coach was like, no, this is your business. Take the emotion out of it. Show the facts. This, ha this is what has happened. Because of this, we are no longer a fit. Instead of leading, well, I feel like this and I feel like, like that. I want to fire you, but I don't know how do you feel about yeah. that. Yeah. Should we? Should we? Should we? <laughs> Can you just tell me the answer? What's going to make do you want to leave? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Do you want a bonus? Like, shoot. I right. Know. <laughs> you had to pay like $500. <laughs> oh, gosh. No, what about you? How, how have you evolved with people pleasing in your business? We can talk about relationships yeah people pleasing people pleasing showed up the most for me is I would yeah I would go into work with people and be like who do you want me to be just mm. tell me who you want me to be 
Um, and that wasn't that wasn't very good. But people pleasing, actually, when I think about my sessions, people pleasing has come up in a really beneficial way because I've noticed that a lot of the people that come to work with me, one of the biggest issues that they struggle with is setting boundaries because they're usually saying yes to too many things that they don't actually want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're able to put those boundaries around your energy and your time, that is a form of saying no to people pleasing. Um but yeah, in general, people pleasing, it's really common. Do you find that it still comes up in moments? So one of my things is because I work with efficiency, I require um, <clears throat> my coaching clients to respond within 24 hours, even if that response mm-hmm. is I need more time because it allows them to build trust within themselves. But it's also trust and commitment in this program that we're in together because I never want to be more driven for the journey than they are. Yeah. But sometimes I get into a hard place because it's like, I really want to take you on as a client, but I'm noticing this pattern of you not responding or you not being responsive. And I need to know like, how badly do you want this? Yeah. So the people pleaser in me is like, Oh, just let it go. Like you're being a control freak. And, but the boss in me is like, I run a program on efficiency. (laughs) This is one, yes, I'm a control freak and I totally freaking own that. And I love that about myself. And I didn't used to like that about myself, but then I also created an entire business on it where I'm able to take the part of it that is driven by my ego and take back control. So now I get to choose. Mm -hmm. Do I want to come from this with self-awareness? Do I want to come from this in a place of being controlling or do I want to come from this in a place of letting it go? And is there something where I can come in the middle? Somewhere where I come in the middle might sound like having a really mature conversation, you know, being like, I've noticed this behavior happening multiple times. Um, what's, what's happening? Like, mm-hmm. I'm just curious, like getting curious, what's going on there. Tell me a little bit more about that. And then in another way, just being like with this program, one of the benefits of showing up consistently is that you're building trust within yourself. And that's where you unlock all of that confidence mm-hmm. is when you can trust yourself. And I want that for you, but not only do I want that for you, I want that for me too, as your coach. So can we work together on this journey for this next 90 days where we're really in it together? So that's where the people pleaser comes in. Now I'm at a point where I can make a choice, like which path do I want to go? But I think it's forever going to come up. Yeah. Yeah. Like never goes. Same thing with triggers. Like they never really go away. You just learn how to manage them and work through them a lot faster. Yeah. I don't know. I've had triggers completely go away, but I think for the end of time, there will always be something triggering. It just might be something different. It's like, oh, I didn't know that that was an issue. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Mine is sometimes it just shows up in a different package. There you go. (laughs) Yeah, that's where we get into uh, patterns and cycles. Yeah. Um, What would you say, can you share some boundaries that you've set in your business just to provide an example uh, for some people, for business owners? Mm, yeah, I have lots of boundaries in my business. The first one is around time. We had touched about that. I have certain hours where I don't allow any coaching sessions and I don't allow really much socializing um, because those are my dedicated focus hours. And I have boundaries as well. This huge contract, I mean, it was a, it was a lot. And I had to check in with myself and be and ask, is this worth the money because this is a large corporation that I'm dealing with and things don't move as quickly. But every time we had a meeting, the lead that I was in contact with would cancel or reschedule at the last mm-hmm. minute. And she's on European time. So I would wake up really early in the morning to be on that meeting and then only to wake up to a cancellation. And I had to set a boundary and, and this actually just happened yesterday where, um, she sent the meeting request to reschedule and I declined and I said, I'm sorry, I can't reschedule that late in advance because my day, my day is always committed within 24 hours. But if we don't need to have a meeting, we can go ahead and move this over to email. And I had to take a risk because I knew that that could very easily be looked at as, you know, whatever the narrative could be on that end. But the very next email was an apology and here's the next steps. Let's get started. So, so let that be a testament that be very careful about how you choose your boundaries. Cause not, not everything is a reason to be like selfish or my way or the highway, but 
when you're up against something where you're like, you check in, you're aligned with your values. This is coming from a place of true self-respect on both ends. I am going to state how I'm feeling. Um, in those moments, that is when you level up. I truly believe that when you stand for yourself, that is when you level up to the next level of the game. And that's where the more, uh, the massive abundance comes in because my perspective is that all God wants for us is for us to realize everything that we're capable of. Mm. And over time, these beautiful superpowers got covered with one thing, one, one mask after the other, where we just became like everybody else. But God's like, that's not how I created you. That's not what I want for you. I gave you a very specific skill set and superpowers and dreams and passion. And I want you to move forward on that. Mm -hmm. I don't want you to be like everybody else. But if you keep believing these people who are telling you you're not good enough or you need to mold yourself to be a certain way, I don't want that for you. So I'm not going to reward that behavior. And so you'll notice if you're ever in a situation where you feel low worth or somebody else is making you feel low worth. Maybe you're in a relationship or a business partnership and every single day you're just not feeling good and you've tried voicing yourself and the conversation hasn't gone anywhere. That might be a test for you to finally set that boundary of self-respect because the person that is going to stay in your life will value that boundary. Mm -hmm. The person who does not respect you may leave Yeah, and you will find something better. It's this or something better. I love that. I have been saying that a lot lately. Especially in dating. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, what other, is there any other like big boundary that I, you've noticed that has really changed? I am a social butterfly and I've had to get really good at politely declining events. So one way that that happened is a friend of mine uh, came over and he's like, yeah, I'd love to just sit down one-on-one. -on -one. And I said, I would love to do that, but I'm in a season of commitment with my business right now. And so I'm only sitting down one-on-ones with, with potential clients. Mm -hmm. um, but I would love to either get on the phone with you or see you at the next group event. Love that. And another thing that you, I actually learned from you was one of the first times I met you, you shared, um, I don't know what you said, but you don't do one-on-ones with guys unless like you're interested or it's a business connection and like that really spoke to me and it's something that I've kind of incorporated and it feels good like if a guy reaches out and like wants to grab coffee I now think of you and I'm like wait a minute let me ask what the intention is first mm. because I'm not just going to it's not waste your energy, but at the same time, like, what is the intention behind this? Because if I'm not interested romantically, I don't want to spend, I don't really spend one-on-one -on -one time with men mm -hmm. <laughs> unless I'm romantically interested or it's a business um, opportunity or it's a friend, really. Right. Yeah. So the backstory behind that is I actually loved having one-on-one -on -one with all my guy friends all the time. I would love to have one-on-one -on -one time with them. And sometimes those intentions would be blurred and it would catch me off guard. But the reason I stopped doing that is because I realized that, I don't know, I, I got into a season where that just wasn't fulfilling my, my needs and my nourishment in the friendship category. And I mm -hmm. think it's because I healed my sisterhood wound and I became way more satisfied with my girlfriends and my tribe. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, man or woman, we just, we don't have endless hours to give, yeah, especially yeah. being an entrepreneur trying to maintain our health and our wealth and our stability and all that. Like it is a full-time job. Um, so being able to prioritize what your yeses are and they can change like I like to put it in quarters like maybe this quarter you have a season that's all about business and maybe next quarter you have a season that's up about friendship and actually I'll say this I did a whole podcast on it it's like the minute that I said I am determined and dedicated to finding my tribe of girlfriends mm -hmm. and I match that with consistent action that's the key to manifestation <laughs> um, but basically what I said is I'm gonna start attending the same event every single week no matter what, if any of the girlfriends who I want to be friends with invites me out to um, go to lunch or hang out at their house, no matter what, I'm going to say yes. I made that commitment. And after that, that's when the flood of my tribe came in. And so I will say that not every season has to be about business and not every season has to be saying no. You may go into a season that's all about friendship where you're like, 
I'm down to hang out with whoever, mm-hmm. you know, just to get just to get a sense of who do you want in a friend? Because I always believe in having to go through that exploratory phase first. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's a good point to touch on when it comes to like work life balance. I think the balance is having those seasons. That's like it's not always going to be consistent all across the board. But knowing, okay, this quarter you focus on this, this quarter you focus on that. I really like uh, focusing focusing on it in that sense. Yeah. What was your big focus for this quarter? This quarter, I would say last quarter was play. Mm-hmm. You know, I, okay. I traveled. Um, I, I focused on the business, but I was more focused on myself and just like, creating friendships, traveling. I did focus on dating. Um, and I did everything that I wanted. I mean, I didn't find my person, but (laughs) I did everything that I wanted to. I gave everything that I set out a a chance. And now I'm in a season of focusing on the business. And that's really exciting for me because I've been at this point where business is good. Things are uh, flowing, but I didn't know where we were going from here. And I was kind of coasting and that's like not the best feeling. Like it's good for a while, good for you to sit there and then go play. But when you're done playing, I was like, I'm ready for something. Mm -hmm. And now that I have this new offer, I'm excited to be in the state of growing the business and really focusing on that again. Uh, yeah. So I would say this season is definitely business focused and probably going into next season. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything else that we want to cover on the business side? I I think it's really beautiful and unique to not only have a business, run a business, be out and exploring the dating world, making sure to keep up with our emotional mental health and all that but on top of that really also being spiritual entrepreneurs so how do you bring God into your business yeah I'm so glad you asked that um I struggled with this at first when I first started my business I was like and it also my strength or my faith was maybe not as strong but I struggled with if I share this will I turn people away and it goes back to not caring what people think and the right people, you'll attract the right people. And I've never put it to the side. I've always sprinkled it in. But I will say in the last year, it's become more present in my business. And because I've always like anytime, it's like anytime I do a sale or make a sale, this is my little thing. I do a dance and I pray to God. Like I just say, thank you so much. Thank you for allowing me to do this every single time. It's, I should record it, but it's like, me too, but it's just, I give thanks. And that's my way of incorporating it into my business. Anything positive I give to him and then anything, you know, of course, praying, um, But as far as like incorporating it in the business, I'm no longer afraid to say God. Mm -hmm. I'm no longer afraid to talk about it on my stories. This is a part of me because this is who I am and this is how I've got to where I am because of God. And I mean, I've had a lot of good positive feedback from that. There's a lot of entrepreneurs out there that do believe in God that maybe don't speak on it because I've met some in Austin that I thought was the opposite and I find out they go to Red Rocks they they believe in God I'm like this is awesome (laughs) so it's just you never know who you're going to connect with or impact through that absolutely what about you pray before every session we prayed before the podcast yeah Um, I have these specific sessions called mind mapping sessions and we jointly pray over the session, which is really powerful because it opens up heart spaces that I truly believe God is just in the room and doing this and things come out, things are channeled, what feels like it's just really feels like God's word. Um, 
also bringing God into the business with a lot of gratitude, like you had mentioned, nothing goes without gratitude. If it's $1, if it's $10,000, like all of it is equally just so much gratitude for that. Mm -hmm. And yeah, just you have to remember to surrender. Yeah, that's a big one. That's a huge one. And there's a lot of surrender requested of you in entrepreneur life because it's moving at rapid speed. And so coming into communion and knowing that God has your back, that just, it feels really good. I felt that a lot this year of just, and that's also the feminine, right? Surrendering. And there was a point in the business where we were struggling with something that I haven't struggled with since I started three years and we've hit a point where uh oh I haven't dealt with this <laughs> since I started and it really challenged me to let go and let God and I w- it was right about the time where I was traveling I go on the trip I come back we have 12 leads that came in and I surrendered now I don't think that's a coincidence And I also was posting more on social media. But at the same time, I felt I needed to, you know, maybe I'm trying to reframe situations when it comes to business or even dating. If this something, if not this, something better. Okay, if things aren't happening right now, maybe it's for a reason. Maybe it's because I'm supposed to enjoy this time. Mm -hmm. And then I come back and I'm in work mode. Or when my mom was in the hospital everything lined up and I was trying to control the situation. I had my biggest month in sales when I was in the hospital with my mom. What? I was working less and everything just lined up after just like, I, I don't know what to do. Like I just surrender. And so I think we just forget that sometimes. Life gets busy. Yeah. And we want control. We oh want the God, answer. We love, we love to be in control, but there's so much power in surrendering to him. Yeah. It's beautiful. It also takes a lot of pressure off to be like, oh, okay, I don't have to figure all this. Right. Not all on me. That's really yeah. good. Yeah. But it also goes to show you can't manif- manifest without putting in the work. Yep. True, true, true. I don't believe in just like, let me just sit on this and it's going to appear out of the air totally <laughs> this was fun yeah awesome well thanks guys for listening let us know what you thought uh leave a review on itunes or just send each or one of us a message on instagram let us know what you thought and share it with someone who might take away something i'll catch you in the next episode we love you <laughs> As always, thanks for listening. And if you love this podcast, don't forget to subscribe or leave a review on iTunes and share it with a friend or on Instagram to help support the show. If you want additional resources to help you grow your business, you can find them on my website at CourtneyMarieCo.com or below in the show notes.